in the box with Walt and Thomas or Thomas and Walt or however that, that goes. Yeah, you put way too much emphasis on it. You, you're wrong, so you go first, buddy. I, I, I get in my own head. Yeah, I know, and I, and I don't know why, because I free, I tell you all the time, dude. It's it's your show. I'm just I'm just here to I'm just here for the ride. It's, I just get in my head all the time about it, but you know, I, I don't know. That's okay. anyway. You're good guys. <laughs> um, here we go. Um, a week after the trade deadline, tr- we, trade deadline was a week ago today, and Anthony Mantha really enjoys playing for the Washington Capitals, which I think everyone assumed he would. At least er, the early returns are are there. I mean, he's a goal a goal a game guy. Yeah, <laughs> you like, know, literally, literally, he yeah. scored a goal in every game he has played. Yeah, so I mean, it, it it doesn't it doesn't hurt when you're when you're on the second line and you have a Hall of Famer as your center and Nick Backstrom, and probably and, a Hall and, of Famer as your right winger and, and TJ Oshie, yeah. you know, a guy very underappreciated. Um, Verana, his first game with the Wings, he went on ahead and scored a goal. I'm not gonna lie, it was he did not have a very good first period. No, <laughs> I don't. You know, I very, very rarely do I feel like I, I I can accurately assess how somebody was playing, but I could accurately assess. Boy, he had a really tough first period, but he really did seem to settle in a lot after yeah, was, that goal. That's so that a rough was, goal, and yeah, I mean, you, you you get the feeling, and you get you. You just get comfortable with with the new team and you get going. Yeah, I mean, I was get some confidence and yeah. I mean, I don't want to imply that I was going to kill him for his entire time in Detroit because he had a rough first period. In his <laughs> he it was sucks. A, yeah, exactly. I'm not, of him. I'm not doing that, but I could. I you know you you could tell that he had, was off to a rough start. But like I said, that goal really seemed to settle him in. Yeah, he yeah he, he's he's feeling fine. He, he's he's doing just fine. Yeah, uh, Anthony Mantha, four games with the Capitals, four goals and an assist. Uh, one of those goals did come on a power play. I mean, because the Capitals are scoring a power play all the time. Because you know, I mean, that's what they do. Yep. You know, it, um, during their game against uh, yesterday against the Bruins, they they had their power play, and it's it was. I mean, you they it was the, the uh, I believe it was Oshie's second goal of the game where Backstrom passes it to Kuznetsov, who's down below the goal, goal line, and he just one time passes it to uh, Oshie, who's right in the slot, and he just buries the shot. You know, it was just yeah. bing, bang, boom. And it's like, okay, and well, that that's the goal. Okay. It's, it's that grouping and the, the, the Bruin grouping of the perfection line with Krejci and McAvoy. Yeah. And then, the the Capitals just to, to round that out Ovechkin and Carlson and then the three guys you mentioned with Bashman Kuznetsov and Oshie, it's it's borderline not fair. I, yeah, I mean, it's it, crazy. It is literally borderline not fair to have that much talent to be able to put out there. And Colorado obviously has got a group of players that it could that can really do some damage out there as well. But I just feel like those two teams, even if I don't even care where they are ranking in the power play. If I'm seeing that those those two pairings are going are rolling out, I'm worried as the opposition when I see Washington PP one or Boston PP one coming out onto the ice. Yeah, you're kind of just hoping like let's just. I mean, you you try, do your best to limit them, right? And yeah. and it, it's kind of funny because that game that that game yesterday between the Bruins and Capitals, uh, the Bruins had a two nothing lead, and then they they took a. a 
then the, the Capitals got a four minute power play, and it was boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, they just just scoring. I mean, the Bruins end up end up winning that game, but I mean, just seeing you know, you you're not going to put the cap one the Capitals, let alone on power play, but you don't want to give them a double minor. You don't want to give them a four or five minute power play because I mean, you're, you're just playing with fire at that point. And it's just, it's crazy that one of those teams are probably not going to be bat playing past the first round. Cause right now they're on a collision course um, for a first round matchup. And that's just, it's crazy that we're going to lose one of those teams, you yeah. know, around a 16. And it's, I mean, and, and that, that game yesterday between uh, Washington and Boston, it, there's no love loss between those two teams and yeah. they, they don't like each other. Yeah. And I feel that we can say that about any of the four teams yeah. in, in that, in that East division where you're there's, there's some bad blood. There's some just straight, not, not liking it, liking each other, you know, even between Pittsburgh and Islanders. Yeah. You know, there, there's some bad blood there. So I, and we, we talked last week, you know, I, of all the playoff series that, that we're looking at getting here, there's, there's not one that sticks out and goes, Oh, that one's going to be boring. Oh, absolutely not. Um, and, and even in, in some of the races that are still technically undecided, no matter who gets the spot, um, you know, if the Rangers should end up, you know, if Boston, if Boston should just free fall and fall apart, which it, it's kind of hard to see that happening with, you know, Taylor Hall already having more goals in three games with the Bruins than he did in what 30 some odd games with the Sabres. Yeah. Um, if, you know, them pulling that together, it, it, it's tough to see that things not working out um, with that or, or Boston having a free fall. But at the end of the day, I mean, no matter how you cut it, it even if you put insert Rangers, remove Bruins, you're still going to have great playoff matchups with the teams that don't like each other. So it's, it's really, it's going to be really good there. And, you know, the Canadian division, it looks like Toronto, Montreal. Okay. Yes, please. on that with, you know, Winnipeg and Edmonton in the middle. I'll give me seven games of that too. So, I mean, it's, I mean, just looking at those two divisions and, you know, I, the, the Florida teams are going to end up hating each other. And, and uh, yeah, uh, it, it's going to be an exciting, it's going to be a really, really exciting start to the playoffs. That's for sure. I mean, and kind of sticking with the Bruins, I mean, they're they're on a bit of a run here. They're six two and zero in their last eight. You know, after after you know, got really limping into the month of April, and it and it kind of seeming like, well, they're gonna get this that final playoff spot, but not because they're great, because the Flyers can't get out of their own way, and the Rangers aren't good enough. Right. And right now, the Flyers still can't get out of their own way. But you know the the Rangers and and how frustrating must it be if you're if you're the New York Rangers because the Rangers are, are playing just absolutely phenomenal as we hear the microwave go off in the background. Just call it a goal horn. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah. It's a move there. But you know, I mean, the the Rangers they're they're on the heater and you know they're they're collecting points and I mean, granted it's against the, you know they just want beat the Devils four straight. But I mean, hey, you, you beat who you're scheduled. Yeah. Right, you beat who's on your schedule. You can't control how good the teams are, and as we've talked about numerous times here, you get points. You know, right. get, get the points again against those bad teams. Yeah. You know, go out there and collect and collect those points and beat those bad teams, and you know, you you put yourself in a position. But I mean, just for as hot as the Bruins have been, the Rangers have been just as hot, and they're they're keeping pace with them, but they can't catch them. They're still four points back. 
um, right as of right now. Uh, the Bruins have 56 points. The Rangers have 52. And the Bruins also have two games at hand. The, the problem for the Rangers was is they had a, a, a rough start. Actually, it wasn't like it was kind of like games five through 20 were well, rough. Because like, well, well, I actually think they started well. I want to say that they were like like something like two one and two or three two three one and one or something like that where they actually started well. Well, well no, no. no they, when, they, what, started, they, they started out two two and two and six to start. Okay, so it was they were bad from the word go. Okay, yeah. I just I just remember that and that and and I and I just wonder. If it if that bad start had anything to do with with every with uh what was going on with D'Angelo, I think that because because once once they once they got made the decision that he was just done, then they 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 started to play better. The the other thing that I think really helped kind of the takeoff on, with with the Rangers was the was the Benajet getting back to form. From yeah, because oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, Zabinajad yeah. had COVID, and then you have Panarin left le- left the team for a few weeks yes. to, to deal with that. I mean, yeah, it was just, it was a weird weird season for for the for the Rangers. Just start like they started out they started out with with a lot of issues, yeah. kind of. So, and I feel like once I probably like all three of those probably kind of settled themselves in like a two to three week period, and once they did get settled. You know where where Zbigniew returned to form. Panarin came back. The D'Angelo, I mean, I'll call it the D'Angelo stink was firmly off him. That is exactly when that team really kind of took off at that point. Yeah, and now and now you're kind of you're you're really seeing how how well they're playing right now. And I mean, we we were kind of we were sort of talking bef- before we came on about at about Adam Fox and the amount of money that he's going to require. Yeah, because so since March 13th. Uh, here are your point leaders since March 13th in NHL, right? These players have scored the most points since March 13th. Okay. Artemi Panarin, 32. Nathan McKinnon, 30. Zabinijad, 28. Adam Fox, 25. Ranton and Lanitzkog, 25. <laughs> so that was all Avs and Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is the Rangers and the Avs are playing well. Yeah. That's the other thing I'm hearing in that. And 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 also during that span, New York Rangers, they've collected 27 points, tied for second best in the league during that time. And they're still four points. And they're back. four points out of the playoff spot. With the potential, a real potential of being eight back if Boston wins their games in hand. Yeah. Uh, well, it, you know, it goes to show, it. first of all, Boston must not have had a, as bad a, a two and eight or two, six and whatever that you said that the Rangers start was, they probably didn't have that bad of a stretch. I don't even, you know, you said what the Rangers started is. I don't think that they were, they may have been better, but it's not like they were winning at this rate that they were winning now. So it just goes to show that, you know, how important the early thing was. But I mean, if it's, e- it, what I'm going to say is going to be easy for us because we're not, top flight Ranger fans. I think we both have a, have an okay people towards the Rangers. But I I think what we can say, because we're not, is that they're early. (laughs) They weren't, if the wings next year are where the Rangers are this year, where they're in striking distance and youngsters are playing well, 
guys under 30, Sabinajet under 30 is really kind of leading it and Fox at back end. If the wings are in that place where the playoffs aren't likely because, you know, they're, you know, two games and they're the team right above them has got two games in hand and they're four back and we're doing yeah. the final 10 games. I'll be thrilled if the wings are there next year. That's and me. I hope, that's what the Ranger fans kind of got to be taking this year. And speaking of the wings, uh, Glenn Denning just scored again. It's tied at two now. That's so. That's great. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's great. It just it scares me that the offense comes from the sources that you know. You just I know you take your offense where you can get it, but at the end of the day, I mean Larkin is a half a point per game player. That needs to improve. Well, yeah. I could be a lot happier if, if, if Larkin and Zadina, if you tell, it, it's funny how a, a so what would be a two, two game. Yep. Two, two. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's funny how much happier I'd be about a two, two game. If you told me the goals were by Larkin and Zadina, than two by Glenn Denning. Glenn Denning and I know yeah. that's probably stupid, but it is still how I feel. Well, Larkin has just been snake bit the last like couple weeks. It feels like it feels like Larkin hit, hits a post at least at least once a game. That is kind of true, and and to and I also do want to be fair to those players. It's, I don't think that they're playing bad. I actually think Zadine is playing some fantastic hockey. It's just yeah. the spring hasn't come yet. Well, but I think Philippe Zadina has played some really really good hockey. Well, here's something I'll make you happy. Uh, the lineup that that's out there right now is Zadina, Sveshnikov, and and Larkin. There you go. Yes. So I, I know that'll make you happy. But yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I feel like they're running out of veterans up front. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, out of necessity or whatever the reason, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so, and so kind of, kind of sticking with the East and, and staying in the, in the state of New York, uh, the New York Islanders have all of a sudden hit, hit a rough spot here. And you know, since since the Anders Lee injury, they're two seven and zero since 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 Lee got hurt. Where where you know they were just they were on fire before he got injured. Yeah, know, they, they were, were one like top two, team. I mean, they're 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 fine. You know, they're they're not in danger of missing the playoffs. Right. You know, I don't I don't think they're gonna they're gonna miss playoffs or anything. But I mean, a Real, real concerning last few games for the uh, for the Islanders, especially. You know they 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 beat the Flyers one uh, nothing in, in overtime last night, but you know they got shut shut out against the Bruins three nothing. They lost four one to the Bruins, and they dropped a four one decision to the Rangers. They, they they split two games against the Rangers um, er, earlier earlier in the month. You know they they beat them in overtime, but I mean the Islanders they. Again, you know the score. The scoring is also down since since Lee got hurt. Now they're kind of hoping the additions of Zajac and Paul Mary, who have both scored since since joining them, they're they're hoping those guys can can maybe pick up where pick up the slack for for the lack of ha- having Lee. But I mean, going going to the playoffs, Anders Lee he he is a big time playoff performer. You know, he's one of those guys you you need in the playoffs because he can he can do he can do it all. You know, and and he's he's a leader of this team, so you're, and he's not going to play again. Yeah. He's not going to play until you know well, next season because you know you usually need your your ACL and MCL 
working in your knee in order to, you know, skate or not walk. Hockey not a hockey player. <laughs> Keep it up, rub some dirt on it, get out there. No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're this is why again, kind of the anti-rangers. They were so good for so long that you know you you bought yourself a little time to have a wall. And you just got you gotta fit your pieces in. I, I, I wouldn't be worried yet if I was an was an Islander fan. I mean, I'm worried for them because you know I never trust them. Well, yeah. So there's that. But no, all kidding aside, I you know, I think Pulmary eventually will settle in there. Um and I think he, you know, he's a twenty five goal scorer with a with a bad devils team in, yeah. in the past couple of years. So I think that they're going to find the right guy. I think they just need, you know, there is a little bit of a heart and soul aspect to it. Andrews leaves your captain and you never, ever, ever want to lose your captain under any circumstance. Cause obviously he's a man in the room that's well-respected. So I, you know, it, the scoring is where we're seeing it, but I bet you there's a lot of factors that not having Andrews Lee in the lineup night in night, I was really killing him. But the other thing is, is they, they have such a, I don't know if it's been straight up healthy, but they they're so consistent with their lines and their padding. Like yeah. you, like Barry Trotz probably had stickers printed off of. Okay, so you know Lee Barzell Eberle, um, the the B line Nelson um, Bailey and Bavillier. Third line kind of had some jumble, juggling, but it was always centered by Peugeot. You knew Peugeot was going to be centering it. And then Martin Sezikis and, and Clutterbuck on the fourth line. And last night they played in the game without Bailey and Clutterbuck. They just need, I think that they just, they need to get everybody in, get everybody kind of settled in to the lineup where they're going to be now with Lee out. And I, and I think the, the, the Islanders will be okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know, they also have Matthew Barzell who, you know, I did mention Barzell. <laughs> I mentioned him. I got him in there. But yeah, I mean, but the, I mean, I think the thing they're they're missing, they're they're probably missing the most out of Lee is, you know, he is that two way player. Yeah, you know, he is he's that two hundred foot he's that two hundred foot player who's gonna play well at both ends for you. Yep. So, which again, you need you need those guys in the playoffs. And and I feel like time. I you feel know. like yeah. And during the broadcast, I think they also mentioned that um, the power play has taken a hit with him out. Yeah. Um, that he's a the net front presence on their power play, and that has taken a bit of a hit. Um, yeah, because you, you you need somebody that's going to score those those cleanup goals for you. You know, I yeah. mean, you you can get the puck on that all you want, and the rebounds are coming out. That's great, but if you don't have anybody there that can bury the rebound, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, you're not going <laughs> to do very well in the playoffs. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. <laughs> and yes, I will continue to harp on that. <laughs> well, and you I will continue to harp on that until they prove me wrong. Until they prove me wrong. And, and I tell you, you, you have, you really do have a right to, because I have seen, you know, I, I remember the montage that you then showed me um, of where you based your opinion on it. it was, I mean, it was kind of ridiculously spot on. So it's a, it's a very, it's a solid take, man. Very solid take. You have to score ugly goals in the playoffs. Pretty doesn't win playoff games. And, and Vegas has a knack for being an on the rush team. They score their goals yeah. on the rush and that's, you just don't get that kind of stuff in the playoffs. Which I mean, I and like I do feel like I'm kind of nitpicking on a team that's like what four years old. <laughs> Listen, but, we, you know, have we not been honest that we have a bit of an irrational hatred towards them? Oh, 100 percent Because it's not they're making it look easy, and you're not supposed to come into the league and make it look easy. 
So we have a little bit of an international hatred. We have not hidden from it. We have not run from it. Yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're so, good. But you yeah, know, I don't, so that's why we nitpick is because we don't like you. <laughs> we <laughs> don't like you. We, we nitpick the teams we don't like. And guess what? We don't like you, Vegas. Oh. It's not supposed to be this easy. Um, the, so the, the other team, the other playoff team in the East, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I mean, since, I mean, pr- pretty much since, uh, since they, since they had the change in GM, since Rutherford stepped down and they brought in Hextall and Burke kind of run the front office team is they've been on fire mm-hmm. and they've been playing very well. And I mean, they lost to Buffalo, but whatever, you know, the Sabres have been playing a lot better. Yeah, you know, since 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 they ended that streak and they they, you know, I, I don't you know made some deals. I, I I don't I don't know what's going on in, in that locker room in Buffalo, but maybe some pride's kind of. I assume pride has to take over at some point on the team. You know, want to be a punching bag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're five three and two in their last ten. Yeah. So I mean, you know, downright respectable. You, you're not you're not going to be awful forever, I guess. Right. But, I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins—they're sitting uh, three points back at the Capitals. They're in the third spot at 59 points, and they're one point behind the Islanders, who have 60, and at, to their 59. And I mean, and the only question mark to me with with the Penguins is—I mean, I I love the addition of Jeff Carter. Yep. Um. They 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 called. They called the Ducks about Getzlaff. I, I heard that, yeah. Uh, but uh, but from everything that I've heard, Getzlaff, he had no – if he was going to move, he, he it was Vegas or nothing for him. <laughs> I did not hear that part. And, again yeah. – Well, he, he, he didn't want to go East Coast. He didn't want to move East Coast, which, which, which you had a, a lot of the veteran players were, like, very much, like, I don't want to get traded because then I have to leave – I don't want to leave my family. Yeah. Right now, which makes sense. It does. I hundred percent. So, I mean, it, now if this is a normal year, is Getzlaff more more inclined and more okay to go go to go to Pittsburgh because he's familiar with Brian Burke. Burke drafted him. Yeah. You know, so he and he and Burke's won with him, so you know he's familiar with Brian Burke. And you know, I, you know, and I'd imagine a player like him, he he would be very much okay with having to kick out another cup in the next year or two before before he um he he hangs him up because you know I got you got to think guy like Ryan gets laughing number one like I don't I can't picture him not being a duck there is some there's a lot of <laughs> you know that is a hundred percent it's what it will like he like I like Ryan gets laugh he's like he he's kind of to to the ducks what Henrik Zetterberg was to Detroit right yeah. just like heart and soul guy Played hard, had success, and you can't really picture him leaving. No, you can't. Or, or really wanting to leave, you know. But the the one question I do have with with the with the Penguins is is a net. Yeah, I think it's between a fair Jari and DeSmith because I mean they're they're okay, you know. Well, yeah. Um, they were on national team. When did, when were they on? What was I watching? That was it Saturday. Yeah. They played yeah, the Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Jari's been very good lately. Uh, something like, I think with that win, he's probably, tw- I think it was like 12, two and one. So he's kind of taken the net 
and and he's been very good um, lately. I I agree with you. That is probably the biggest concern. A little bit of a I would I'm you know how far away is Malkin? I would also really want to know that. Um, wonder how they if they know when Malkin's going to be back. In addition to it, if he does come back, if and when he does come back, can he find last year's Malkin as opposed to this year's? Yeah. You know, last year's Malkin was a guy that in, in the 70, I believe he played all 71 before the shutdown. Um, no, he had 74 points in 55 games. I mean, just ridiculous pace. And he wasn't even a point per game player this year. I mean, a respectable, you know, 24 points in 29 games. But with with what he was doing last year, um, in addition to the net mining, because I, I do agree with you. I, I you know, you hate to. It's funny that you could roll out a, an Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Jeff Carter, you know, Chris Letang, Brian Dumoulin, and Ryan or uh, Jake Gensel when you're trying to get an equalizing goal, and that's because Tristan Jari is on the bench. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it seems like yeesh, we're going to regret this, aren't we? And I mean, so, well, I mean, I, I feel like you know they still they of the two goalies that they had there last year, they still got the better one between him and uh, Murray. Yeah, Matt Murray's never good enough. You know, like, so it's, I mean, and they got assets for him. So, you know, hey. Any any surprise that they didn't make a, a play that we heard of for Bernier? I, 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 I am a little bit, you know, because I mean, there's, I mean, but, but I guess also at the same time is, you know, if you have, you have a, a goalie like Bernier who is, when he's, when he's been healthy for for the last what few years, he's been he's been used to getting in net and playing every day. Yeah. And then if you have a guy who's used to playing every day and he's going and he's essentially the backup, that can't throw your rhythm off. That's true. And too. you know, so you know, there's there's no guarantee. And and also, you know, you you need you need a bit of voodoo voodoo magic with with goalies as well. Sometimes I feel so. Do you and and again totally random and I just bringing this up. Do you also think that there was, cause I think that this is a comment I mentioned last week, but I didn't relate it to Bernier. I related it to, to Mark Stahl, but do you think Steve Eisenman actually wants to sign Jonathan Bernier and was afraid that if he traded him, that seriously would have hindered his ability to resign him? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, cause I mean, I, I, cause I feel like the, the way to do it with goalies is you don't, you don't want to go Florida and give a goalie a long, a big money, long-term deal. Right. You know, you, you, I mean, and especially with the wings right now, I mean, you, you, you want a goalie that can, that that's not going to, that you're, that's not rolling out with a three fifty goals against and, and, a and, a and a sub 900 save percentage, right? Like you want right. a goalie that, that can, hold your team in games and give your team some confidence that you, you can actually win, but you're not looking for that, 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 uh, that goal, that goal. I don't necessarily think they're looking for that goal of the future right now. I mean, they, they have some, they have some goalie prospects in the system where, I mean, we'll see where they're going to be, but again, goalies are weird, man. You never know what a goalie. Right. But I, I, I guess that, I mean, to me, I feel like you're making your, my argument for me. Wouldn't that be all the more reason to try to get Jonathan Bernie in another two year, eight million? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, hundred percent. Like, no, I agree. Like I, I would not, I, I would not be against Bernie coming back here. Next okay. season. Gotcha. So, okay. So you were saying, no, you're not again, but do you think 
so you know you're not against him coming back, but do you also the the second part of that is do you think that might have been a reason why Asman didn't deal him? Was he was con- that he does want to resign him, and there is a concern about if I deal him, he may be less likely to come back. I, I don't I don't. I don't, I don't think so because I think Eisman's just in dealing because he didn't, no one made him an offer that he, that he liked. I almost think and, and, and Steve Eisman, he, he, him and Ken Holland, they, they have that same school of thought of, I'm not going to make a trade just to make a trade. Sure. No, very true. You know, and cause I mean, and look at Steve Eisman's history in Tampa. He was very like, Hey, I don't want to be players. Like I want to be traded. Cool, good for you. I'm. I'll trade you when I'm ready. Yeah. You know, he did it with Drew, and he did it with St. Louis. With St. Louis, he did it, did it with Ben Bishop. Yeah. You know, like all right, like you can be wanted. You can want to trade all you want. I'm not going to do it until I'm ready. When I'm yeah. ready to do it, and if I if there's a good deal for me, then I'll make the move. You know. Yeah, man. I, mean, I like that. You know, so that that's one of the things, and. I'm just looking at uh, they're just showing highlights of the Blue Jackets and man, that team just, oh, talk about it, talk about a team that just absolutely fell apart this year. Yeah, uh, it's uh, truly just <laughs> shocking, and I'm I'm waiting for the Tortorella's fired in three, two, one. I mean, I, they have what they they have ten games left. Oh, and he's not in contract, Jersey. Yeah, no, yeah, he he doesn't have a contract, so. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of just you're, and that was a terrible goal. Wow. Might as well just let it ride out. Yeah, at this point, yeah. I mean, it's what are you going to do there? I, well, it's it. They they had two super well, superstars is a strong word. They had a, a superstar and an all star, and neither of them settled in, and that pretty much cost the team the entire season. The Dubois incident, and then when they flipped Dubois off the line, it didn't get any better. And that's yeah. pretty much how their entire season ended up not working out for them. And and Max Domi is a healthy scratch. Oh yeah, that does not help. <laughs> that does not help somebody who you probably figured was going to be a top liner. Yeah, yeah. Max Domi is a healthy scratch, and and the guy you you, you shipped out for him. He's let's see what what is Anderson doing? Where did he go? Oh, is he is he hurt? Josh Anderson, I. Didn't hear that. Oh, uh, Joey, okay. Joey Anderson, right? Yeah, Joey Anderson. Yeah, no, Josh Anderson is a different guy. Uh, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen goals, twenty-two points for Josh Anderson with Montreal. You, you just did it, Joey Anderson, right? Yeah, Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson. Yeah. Damn it! I just did it twice. That's. What <laughs> yeah, and then. Yeah. That's not really living up to that contract. Although I'm not going to lie, is it? He did a hell of a lot better than I expected him to do. Yeah, and, and Max Domi seven goals, nineteen points. So I mean, to to give him to to be a hundred percent fair and to call myself out where I was wrong, I would have never expected him to be a, a fifteen seven twenty two. Granted, that's not setting the world on fire. No, would and it's really not worth five. What was it, was it five and a half million? I think is the yeah. number. Out. And 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 we both said that that contract is like the best he's ever going to do is play up to it. He's never going to outperform that contract. And and I don't think he, I, these numbers don't really tell me that he's lived up to it. But it, he's not as far away as I probably would have, as I was thinking he was going to be. So there's that for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, but you know, th- this this year is kind of make or break year for Montreal anyway. I feel like Mo- Montreal they don't at least went around it's 
they're they're gonna have a hard time sell, selling that fan base on bringing back uh, Bergevin. Well, as as a GM, so I mean, which I mean, he he made the moves. So he he went out. He he made he made some moves and this off in the off season, and he made the st- trade for stall during the season, and he made made some signings. And I mean, the efforts there, right? Right, and the crazy thing, like, so I if you can get past like the the bad trades that he's made, like obviously how. Like if they had Sir, how much better would they be if they had Sergachev over Duran? Get it? Oh, yeah, totally understand. But when you look at the, and I, I feel like I had the exact same thing last week. When you look at the roster, I just don't feel like it's that bad. It's not. <laughs> like and I and I and I understand that the you know the, sometimes that it's the you know tough luck roll, and if you you know you your your roster doesn't perform well, and you're the GM, you got to go. But like. I feel like there's a lot of talent on this team and it's just even in that North division, it should be doing better than just 47 points in 42 games. Yeah. And, and again, this is a team that they're going to, they look like they're going to make the playoffs because the Calgary flames just fell off a cliff right. the season, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they're, and, you know, and, and Vancouver dealing with all their issues. I mean, they're, you know they're they're ten points back, but you know, four games in hand for what it's worth. But I don't, you know, I don't see the Canucks making a run to really threaten Montreal. And then to to just kind of because we were talking about it earlier, and just for perspective's sake, in a regular season, they're you know in in typical divisions, they're nine points back of the Bruins, which would be the second wild card team. Yeah, and that's with conceivably playing a much easier schedule than they would have played had they been in their division. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, again, I mean, it's, it's almost fake that they look good even. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and I think that that's where, you know, you're going to see, that's why I think you're going to see some change in Calgary in Vancouver, because, you know, people in Calgary had to feel like, okay, we should get in the playoffs because theoretically this North division is a little bit is a little bit easier than the the Pacific Division they were going to play in. Yeah, because you know, because you're not seeing Vegas and well, eh, you're still seeing Edmonton, San Jose, L.A., Anaheim. Eh, maybe it's not that. Maybe 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 their actual original division would have been a little bit easier. Yeah, because it would basically they'd only have to be worried about what the California <laughs> teams, and then you have Arizona, Col- Arizona, Vegas, Colorado's in the Central, right. And you have Vancouver Edmonton, so so really either way, they should the the Calgary Flames should should be a playoff team, normal format or not or not. You know they should they should be a playoff team, and and, they, and I and I think and that's you know you're gonna see that with um, I, I think some other teams, you know, definitely in Columbus, you're gonna see some change. I I think. I, I I would have to assume Nashville is going to do is going to do something this off season because you know they 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 can only protect so many you can only protect so many defensemen because of the uh, the, the draft lottery and instead of losing an Ekholm or an Ellis for nothing you flip one of those guys to get some assets and I always forget this draft well remember though. <laughs> It it does 
I almost don't, I almost don't like it. I feel like we don't need another team. I, I don't know. Is that weird? Is that yeah. weird? I kind of, I kind of, I'd rather take one away, I think, than add another one, but that's fine. Um, well, that, that's, that part's never going to happen. Oh, I know. hundred <laughs> percent. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember though, there's the two options where you can, it's, you know, seven and three or eight of your choosing. And maybe, because I feel like, and if I looked hard enough, I could probably find it. I feel like they protected five defensemen the first time or at least four. So maybe they do go eight, you know, they go four pick, you know, oh, no, I, I I think it's only three. I think it only protect a max of three defensemen. It's seven and three. Seven and so three. Okay. you go seven forwards and yeah. three defensemen, you can protect 10 or you can protect eight of anybody, which, which I think they're probably going to go that seven and three route. Really? Well, because I feel like I, that's the thing. I think that a team like that, a team like Nashville, who has a base core of defensemen that they may want to make sure that they hang on to, wouldn't. And I, I wonder if Cap Friendly has the protection listing from the Vegas draft. Mm. Ooh, Vegas expansion draft. That's a good start. <laughs> okay, good. Players protected. Uh, all right, I'm just going to assume that this is right. They protected. They did. They did four. They did eight players, and the the four defensemen they, they protected was Ellis, Ekholm, Yossi, and Subban. Oh, yep. Okay. So, and yes, it's this, it's going to be the same thing with Seattle. So it's either seven, three, and one, or eight of anything and one. All right, so I mean, their defense. I mean, and and here's the and for Nashville. I mean, the only player to have to protect is uh, Yossi. Yossi. Yossi's the only player that has a no move, no move. But you know, I don't think he he's their captain. He's not going anywhere, right? You know, but yeah. everyone else is kind of even your unrestricted free agents. Like they count. Like if you, how do I want to say this? Like you, if you have an unrestricted free agent, they could be select. Like an unrestricted free agent can be selected, and that can be the team. Like, for instance, they could draft Bobby Ryan. Yeah, so they say, we want Bobby Ryan, and that could be the only guy the Wings lose. It yep. seems unlikely, and I don't know if they drafted a if Seattle or if Vegas drafted a lot of unrestricted free agents because then you got to convince them to sign. Got to sign, yeah. But. That which, is, it is a possibility they could draft somebody who is going to be unrestricted. Which which Vegas had a which Vegas didn't exactly have a tough time convincing guys to sign there because it's you know hey want to come play hockey in Vegas okay I know <laughs> God, hey you want to live in Vegas cool yeah. <laughs> you know, tough tough decisions I mean could you could you imagine being a a twenty five year old single hockey player <laughs> oh my God. Where do you want to play? I want to play in California, Florida, or Vegas. Do you know how quickly I'd be cut? <laughs> do you know how quickly my contract would be terminated? Well, well, well. You remember Vegas when they first started? They had that crazy home winning streak where the only row team to beat them were the Wings. Yes, and I and, do remember and, that now. And like halfway through the season, teams started saying like, "Okay, we're going, we're we're we're." Like teams were flying into Vegas like <laughs> the night before their games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like there's no time for fun. <laughs> we're going in. Brilliant. It's like, brilliant. No, we're, we're, 
we're, we're landing at 10 p.m. You go straight to the hotel. Yep. Do not look at anything. Do not pass go. <laughs> do not collect $200. Straight to your hotel. You know, there's no no fun is at. Because I, I remember, I think it was Chicago. They they had they had like three days in between games because they were in California and they were going from L.A. to Vegas. And it was three games between their game in L.A. and the game in, in their game in Vegas. And so as a treat for the players, they they went to Vegas. You know, they're like, ah, oh, we'll, we'll we'll have an extra day in Vegas. And they I think I believe they got pumped. And they gave me COVID nights, and so that was kind of like next time we come here, we're coming night of, we're coming the night before. That's and other teams saw that, and other teams were like kind of adapted that. Like I just remember hearing that story of just teams going like, "Yeah, no, we're not, we're we're, we're not having our." Oh but come on! But seriously, how tough? And I'll let you get to the oh come on. How it it would. <laughs> I don't care if you're a professional athlete. You fly into Vegas at one o'clock or you get into Vegas at, at say, and I, you can tell me about all these faces that you make. <laughs> you get into Vegas, you play a game in LA, you finish, you fly to Vegas, you land in Vegas at midnight on a Thursday night for a Friday game. Yeah. Do you, even though you just played a game, are you telling me that you're landing, you're going to New York, New York, or you know wherever you're staying, somewhere by T-Mobile Arena? I'm sure. I'm I, I believe it's New York, New York, because it's. I think it that's connected. the one that's connected. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense that it's it's New York, New York, and you're just gonna all right. Well, road road trip. I'm just gonna stay in the hotel in Vegas. I just can't. <laughs> there's no way. There's just no way. I refuse to believe that you could do that. Now, what do you what what is your what are you throwing things at? Um, the, at the so computer? the Wings just had a goal called called off for goalie interference, but the Stars defenseman like literally pushed the Mesnikov into the goalie. That's not supposed to be goal <laughs> like, like, and and it's and they it's you know it's no goal because the referee said immediately like Mesnikov's cruising into the zone. Gagne took. And Star's defenseman is on his back, pushing him, like guiding him all the way into the goalie, push him into the goalie. And Gagne shot the puck, it went in, and referee immediately called it off. And like, I, I hate when I see that because I, that's not goalie interference. Are they, did they challenge? Are they not challenging? Um, I don't know. They didn't even go to a booth review or anything. Like, they wow. just dropped the puck and they, Bl- Blash will yell at him a little bit and, like I'm, 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 I'm wondering, like, because it was immediately called on the ice, if maybe it's not reviewable or something. Yeah. So, can you? But, yeah, yeah. Like I, like I, 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 see, I, I see that so often, where guys get pushed into the goalie and they call it no goal. It's like, well, okay, if I'm a defenseman, that's what I'm doing then. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna push this guy right into my goalie. Um. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, because now while you're while you're looking, I got I got into this Vegas thing and I got down a rabbit hole, and I'm I'm sorry, but <laughs> so the Wings they did the seven and three when they protected <laughs> they protected you know seven and three, so they protected ten guys in the draft, and <laughs> there were two guys that they protected that are still on this team from just three years ago, uh, Larkin. Nope, they didn't oh. have to because of. Oh yeah, Larkin. Yeah, he didn't meet the requirements. All right, let me. So let me guess. All right, let me. Let me. Let me. Well, I I promise you, 
you have no chance. I'm gonna hang on. I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna look at the roster here. I got I got to look at the roster here. Okay. See who's on this team still. Uh, Nielsen. Yep. Uh, the Kaiser. Yes. All right. <laughs> they also protect because, because they both have no moves. Yes, I and That's I really right. think, and stupid me was like, oh yeah, you you need to think about three years ago's roster. But the point is that they're still on the roster, so you could look at this year's roster, which would make it a lot easier. Dumb me, but they <laughs> did not cover, or they also protected uh, Washington Capital defenseman Nick Jensen, retired yeah. player Mike Green. LA King forward, Andreas Athanasiu, Washington capital forward, Anthony Mantha, <laughs> Montreal Canadian forward, Thomas Tatar, retired, I guess, forward, Justin Applicator, and Columbus yeah. Blue Jacket forward, um, Gustav Nyquist, as well as retired captain, Henrik Zetterberg. <laughs> and I, I just remember how angry people were that they protected yeah. Jimmy Howard and left Mrazek on <laughs> unprotected and it's, and I'm just like they're not taking Mrazic. <laughs> like everyone knew they were going to take Mark Andre Fleury. Right. Everyone knew that. Yep. <laughs> and at the at the co- they weren't going to spend cuz Mrazic had a 4 million dollar contract there was no way that they were going to no. two number one goaltenders and log down their their cap with 12 million dollars with the netminders. Yeah, I mean they're doing that now. But you know, <laughs> at the time, truthishly, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a really good point. Exactly yeah. what they're doing now, and and now and now there's there's a feeling there's people openly wondering if um, if Seattle if they're going to be look, look to uh, get flurry. I'm really I'm really intrigued by this. What's going to happen here? Although, like although flurry and Leonard both have no no move clause, so right? they're yeah. modified. So I guess, but. Do you think, I mean, did teams learn their lesson? Like, do you think, I wonder if teams learn their lesson and aren't going to try to create, allow Seattle to be the new Vegas. Here, here's the thing they did, but because, but because of COVID and the, in the cap teams are going to be forced to do exactly what they didn't want to do. And Seattle's still going to end up, they're going to end up with good players or they're going to end up with a bunch of picks exactly. and prospects for like team sweet and probably, Hey, don't take this player, take this guy. Because gotcha. yeah. GM said we're not doing that. They're not going to make the same mistakes with Seattle, but COVID hit. And now, you know, you have, I mean, I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights, they have no cap space. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, they they're, they're having to dress, you know, 16, 15, 16 guys some nights because, you know, they're, they're got, their cap space is $34,000. Yeah, but... <laughs> The other side of that coin, though, to be to be fair, like, no, obviously that top line, nobody expected that top line to be that good. Nobody well, yeah, expected no. Smith, Marcheseau, and, and, and Carlson to be as good as they were. And, and which you're, you're still, I mean, and you're, you're, you're still looking good for your, for your prediction of Marcheseau. Thank you. Cause, cause even, even prorated out, it's not touching 40. I don't know. Did, didn't I make it on Carlson? Was I think it was Carlson or Marshall. Oh, yeah, it was Carlson. You're right. I mean, still, I mean, he's at 11. He, he went to been on his right. He's, yeah, he's not, at 11, 11 and 44 games. I, did it's just, I, 
they Seattle has to hope that whoever they draft gets the same chips on their shoulder that apparently every Vegas night player ended up getting too. That's just gotta be their hope. Yeah. You know, that, you know, McNabb, Theodore and, and Martinez, I think we're all in that group that was drafted too. And I, they just got, that's gotta be their hope that, that it's, it's not just talent. It's also the chip and they did, let's face it. They did get a Hall of Fame netminder and yeah. that's going to help cover a lot of things too. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't hurt. But uh, you know, if if they're gonna they're gonna if if they can find some middling prospects that end up being really angry that they got you know take get the chip on the shoulder that we yeah, weren't no, on, yeah. then then that they're gonna end up being okay. Yeah. Um, which it, it looks like the it looks like it's gonna happen. I mean, but also you know you got it you you kind of Vegas they kind of had everything go right for them for the most part, yeah. you know, that, that first year. And, you know, they, they had, a, they had a lot of things just seemingly just go right for them. Yeah. You know, so you, you, you still, you still need, you still need a little bit, a little bit of luck. You know, uh, Thomas, those still on the team though, 18 points this year so far in 35 games. And they flipped that roster a lot. <laughs> that oh, roster yeah. has definitely been flipped. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, we, Remember, they they gave the Wings a first round pick for Tatar, who they then uh, flipped a first, a second, and a third for Tatar. Yeah, and truly, what was remarkable. Who they then traded to Montreal along with Nick Suzuki for uh, Pacioretty. I mean, Pacioretty, forty three points, forty two games. You know, yeah, he's been he's been good. With you that. know, he's. <laughs> He, he he doesn't suck, you know. That 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 is for sure. He's he's been, I mean, he's been fine since he's been in Vegas. You know, forty points first year, sixty six points last year, forty three points so far this year. But you know, again, who's scoring ugly goals for you? So, <laughs> Florida's. First of all, what you said is funny, but but secondly, you know, Florida's doing okay, so they probably aren't too upset, but. Their deal was the Florida Panthers traded Riley Smith in exchange for Vegas selecting Jonathan Marchessault and a fourth round pick. So they said, okay, we're going to give you Riley Smith if you take Marchessault. Yeah. They both came from Florida. Imagine Florida with those two players on, on there. And obviously the cap ramifications would mean that they would it would cost them somebody else. And I get that. Yeah. But think about how just crazy that stuff works out, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, but I mean, on the flip side, if Marchessault and uh, Smith are there, is Carter Verhage getting his opportunity right now? Absolutely not, and that's and that's why, honestly, I I don't think Florida has anything to be. I don't want to say mad, sad, whatever the right word you want to use is about. I don't think you know yeah. Florida should have no regrets from from that. They're, I mean, they're number one in their division, and they've been on the rise since Vegas has come into the league. Yeah. So I, I really don't, you know, it, it, it's not like, like Florida should be hanging their heads and be like all completely upset with what they've done. It's just really funny when you look at, you know, thing how things ended up breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like, you know, I think Seattle, they're, Seattle's going to end up with a good team. They're going to end up with some good players on that team. So, yeah. and it's just a matter of how, the, it's just a matter of how those players all fit too. Yeah. I mean, because, because also, I mean, you, and we kind of talk about it with Will and Carlson a little bit Um 
yeah, he 45 goals is for that year one in Vegas. I mean, he hasn't touched, he hasn't hit 30 since. Right. But, you know, is he is he getting that opportunity in Columbus? And is and he, you know, and is Columbus as a team, is he even getting a chance to score that many goals in, right. in Columbus? You know, because hundred percent. You know, the the play the play style of the Columbus Blue Jackets isn't exactly high score and high flying that, that the Vegas Golden Knights are. Because yeah. you know, as we talked about, the Vegas Golden Knights they score a lot off the rush. Yeah, that's how they generate a lot of the scoring chances. And the Columbus Blue Jackets aren't exactly a team that you you know you're looking at going. Oh, watch out for those guys on the rush. Right. You right. know, I mean, you know, maybe Line A when he's when when he's feel when he feels like playing, but <laughs> I, I I John Tor- I, John Tortorella has got to be maddening. It's just because it's just got to be maddening playing with him because or playing for him. Yeah, because it's just I I don't know what to make of him. I I mean, a coach who's obviously won a Stanley Cup and who's done some really good things with some other teams. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done some really good things with Columbus the last two years for God's sakes. And And, and now and and now is starting to go a lot like his his Vancouver, his one year in Vancouver. Yeah, and just, (laughs) just. went really bad, but I mean, he's, he's too good of a coach. He's going to, he'll end up somewhere coaching and just wear out his welcome very fast. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and I mean, I don't Tortorella. He's, he, he's not a coach that to me, I feel like he's not a coach that can go and take over a young team. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I don't, I don't think he can deal with the young players. He, he needs, he, he needs a team of a lot of, not all veterans, but mostly veterans. Yeah, he won't be here next year. Like anybody no. that's thinking that we're, no. we're saying we're no. going flat no. out. Saying. No, he 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 need, he needs a team of of a lot of nine ten year vets. Yeah, who can kind of like you know when when he gets down on the on, on the younger players, you know those guys can kind of bring him up a bit. Hundred percent. But yeah, I mean it's you know well I mean you you kind of since you kind of brought it up. uh Blashill, um, as you pointed out, um, the Wings 11, 11, and three coming into the night in the last 25 games. And I mean, I mean, and, and we're, you know, we're, we're seeing it with this team. And it, it was talked about, and it's been talked about a bit, like by us and also by uh, Ken, Ken and Mickey on the broadcast. And they even mentioned it a, a few times here on tonight, on national broadcast here tonight. And they brought it up last week when, when the Wings were on the, taking on the Lightning and NBC. But, how good this team is, has has played yeah. since their COVID outbreak, yeah. you know, since since they dealt with their COVID issue, because they they were hit, they weren't apparently. I don't know what the rules are, but the Wings weren't hit hard enough to warrant canceling games. <laughs> you just had to go out and dress guys and power through that awful stretch. Yeah, that was super weird. But I mean, you know, they. They they've come out on the other side on the other side of this, and especially you know the the the, the last month. You know, I mean, not they're not lighting the road on fire, but it, they're 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 winning hockey games. They're playing competitive hockey for the most part. I mean, you've had a few, you've had a couple stinkers here and there, but you know that's going to happen with 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 a rebuilding team. I mean, hell, everyone everyone's getting get is getting blown out. You know, Nashville put up seven on the Lightning last week. 
Sure. So, you know, you know, some, some nights you're the, you're the windshield, some nights you're the bug, but I mean, but you know, overall, I mean, right now the wings, they're taking on a team in the Dallas stars that needs, they need points, you know, as they're trying to make a push to the playoffs and, you know, they're skating with them and they're battling with them. It's still tied at two with about eight minutes to go in, in regulation. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're not rolling over. They're not quitting. And, and, and you, you kind of brought it up a little bit um, last week after, after deadline. And, and I, and I just said, you know, I, I don't think the team isn't playing better because of, you know, Oh, there's an issue in the locker room. It was just, you know, when you're, when you're on a team and you know, your team is selling yeah, and you, everyone knows that they could possibly be, be, be getting shipped out. You know, I mean, Matt, Matt had talked about how, uh, you know, he found out because he was had a, he was taking a pregame nap, you know, woke up with his pregame nap and had a message from Steve Eisman saying, yeah, I need to, we need to meet. We need, we got to talk. <laughs> It's not you, it's me. Yeah, right. It's I mean, but, you, by the way. Yeah, but you know, I I think you know when when you're unsure about what your future is, yeah. you know, it it can it it can kind of mess with you a little bit. And the deadline is passed, and guys, and everyone knows, you know, now you know what at least what your next month is going to be. You can relax a bit. Yeah. And so, so the 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 note or that idea kind of came to me um, because, or or everything that you said was kind of based on you know the conversation that we had was I, I couldn't believe that on the Thursday game against Chicago how good they looked, so incredibly impressive to to me where the. You know, I don't have the, the numbers up, but I, I remember at one point block shots, I think were somewhere like 20 to five Chicago, I believe had nine shots midway through the second Detroit. And, and, and again, like you said about Dallas, it was same thing through, through Chicago, Chicago needed points. This yeah. is a team that was, I don't want to say free falling, but was comfortably in and now moved to bubble needing points based on national success and yeah. Detroit really kind of ran them, you know, for, I, I don't want to, I don't want to overstate it. I mean, they didn't run them, but that watching that game, I never thought Detroit was in, in, in a position or in danger of losing that game Thursday yeah. and to follow it up in. And again, you look at the score and you see for nothing and you think, Oh, well, you know, Chicago got him back. I mean, seriously, it was the weirdest game where honestly it was three bounces, <laughs> three bad bounces, a couple of bad breaks and they, four of them just happened to end up and three of them happened to end up in the net. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, you know, a block shot goes right on the stick of a player to slam dunk at home, you know, a, a, a two on one, you know, off of a, a turnover actually after a really good shift. And, and, you know, I, in, I, you know, you want to see improvement. And I, like I said, you know, if I'm not saying it every week, I'm saying it every other week about how impressed I've been with Zadina, how he seen, you know, plays the whole ice. He had a great, great play where after about 45 seconds in the offensive zone, he ended up back-checking, breaking up a brush for Chicago, bringing it back into the offensive zone for another chance. I mean, I mean he's playing with a ton, a, t- a ton of tenacity, 
Rasmussen seems to look better and better and more confident all the time. And, and, you know, really, what do you want to see? You want to see your young guys playing better yeah. and the young guys are playing better. And at the end of the day, the coach kind of has to get the credit for that. And though I've said multiple times, you know, I thought it was time to go and move it along and let's see what, what happens with, cause um, Diane Bilesma's on that bench. Let's, let's see what, what, see what he can do. If this team continues to wins and losses, even kind of aside the last 10 day last 10 games, yeah. but if they continue to compete and play well and guys continue to take a step forward and there's, there's progress and, and points and, I don't know. I think maybe you do have to give him another kick at the can as unbelievable as that may sound. Well, and so, and we, we see this every year where you'll, you'll have a couple teams who are bottom of the league, very much out of the playoffs picture. And they, they end the season on, on a fairly decent run. They may go like 10, five and five or something, something like that down the stretch or, you know, eight, eight, two, and one, like something crazy. Like, and people kind of think, oh, well, watch out for this team next year. I mean, we've s- seen it year after year with the um, with the Coyotes. You know, Coyotes is the team, I feel like, every, almost every year they end the season, like towards the end of the season, they just go on, on these little runs or like, well, they've been out of the playoffs for weeks, but they all start, so start winning games and they're playing a spoiler and everybody's and everybody's getting excited from like, Oh, and then people are picking them the following year to do something. And then inevitably the season starts and, you know, the puck drops on the season and the coyotes are the coyotes. So right. you, you kind of want to be careful with that because you want to like, okay, is this real? Right. Or is it, you know, just we're you're they're playing loose and, and other teams they're, 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 gripping at six a little tight because you know they have to win right whereas the wings is kind of like ah whatever you know i mean i mean and and also you know and you know and we we talked about this a lot too is i mean last year there, i mean there's a there's a 20 there's what a 24 point difference between the wings and the second worst team in the league last year mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like that's a and 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 now you know they're they're not at the bottom of the league right now. You know they are. You know, I mean, they're not great, but they're not hands down the worst team in the league. I mean, hell, if they 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 get a point in this game here, they're going to be tied with Columbus for last place in the division. Which, well, how about, how about this fact? They get a point in this game. They have as many points as they had in seventy-one games last year, and that's crazy. <laughs> and. and, and and that, that just tells you how bad this team was last year. But but also, I mean, when you kind of see how they played post COVID, I'm not saying that they'd be they'd be in playoff contention. But I mean, hell, maybe. I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to go Thomas here. You know, they're they're 11 points out of a playoff spot right now. Right. You know, it, with, without that COVID stretch, I mean, you know, N- Nashville, they're. Just a little bit above 500. Chicago is a little bit above 500. Dallas is just a, a, a shade over five. I mean, Dallas—they've lost a lot of overtime games. I seriously, who who the hell? 17, 14, and twelve. I mean, right. <laughs> that's nobody else has more than nine overtime games. Dallas is twelve. Yeah. So I mean, you. Well, and, because here's 
here's my, my, my additional point to that is so, you know, at, I, I sent you, when I sent it to you, so they were what 11, 11, 11 and, and three, right? Yeah. So they were um, five, 13 and three at one point. So yeah. they were five, 13 and three. The, the COVID out, outbreak happened after game four. They were headed to Chicago. They were two and two. They were headed to Chicago and, and things, that's when things really came off the, you know, that next stretch where they basically were then what three and what were the numbers be like three and 11 and three in that next stretch. Cause they started two and two. I remember being shocked that they had split with Carolina and split with Columbus yep. Thrilled with that the COVID hit. They were bad for the next seven. I feel like they may have won two in a row and then were bad for another stretch of seven. Cause I remember the uproar of having like two seven game losing streaks already. And is this team better? And should Blasio be fired right now? And how bad it was, but it, it has been since then that they, that they've been this, you know, I'll say average team. And, and, you know, like, like you just said, you know, to the point of without the COVID outbreak, well, let's say, you know, the season started, you know, at this 25 game point, you're right. There are 500 team. And in, in terms of point percentage, you know, in the division, Chicago's at 0.522, Nashville at 533, and Dallas at 535. If Detroit was 5-0 right now, they could be playing a game that would damn near flip them with Dallas. And and that's, yeah. you know, I a credit has to be given. You know, and, and, and there is a little bit of a look inside the numbers. You know, Hironic, Philippe Hironic, who was, you know, minus 38 last year. I believe that. What did I check it today? He's at minus 14, which even if you were to double the games, he's only at minus 28 and sure make what you will of plus and minus. I get it. And also make, you know, say what you will about, um, you know, plus and minus being an interesting stat and, you know, minus 28 isn't good. I understand that. But when you were minus 38 the year before <laughs> and, and, you know, you're on pace to be like a, a minus 20. Yeah. A, a plus 18 improvement. It's fantastic a year over year. Yeah. he's looked good since he's been back. Chelsea hasn't looked lost like he did last year at times. So I you know, I heard something of really in in the, you know, again, I the, the quote that I heard is, is probably is is gonna be true of all GMs, but when you hear it about your GM, it, it makes you really happy. And one of the things that I heard um, listening to, to local sports and, and I do like to listen to local sports talk because they do have obviously more sources than I do. And a guy was talking about how he was talking to one of his red ring sources and about, you know, Eisenman and the Mantha deal and all that stuff. And, and, and what the, that source had said was that, you know, Eisenman is not here for a victory lap. He's not here for nostalgia. He is not here for, to rest on laurels. He is here to make the Detroit Red Wings a Stanley Cup contender and to win a Stanley Cup. That is his one goal. He doesn't care about making friends. He doesn't care about ruffling feathers. The captain is back to win a Stanley Cup and lead this team back to, to prominence. And, and you know, so I, I'm more open to the idea that if he decides that he wants to give Blashill a two-year deal to see, to kind of bridge it to the next part even, yeah, I'm not going to be as mad as I think I probably would have been two months ago at that. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, because a lot was made of the Mantha deal, especially around here and people, because people automatically declaring the, the, the wings fleece the Capitals. I'm like, well, no, they yeah, didn't. We did. The Capitals got a player who, who, who can benefit them right now with term. Yeah. 
you know, and, and, and Verona sort of fell out of favor in Washington a bit. So, and, and again, and Iserman has no, he has, he has no loyalty to Anthony Mantha. He didn't draft Anthony Mantha. Right. You know, that's not, you know, the, the, the guys Iserman is going to, the, any GM is going to have loyalty to are the guys that they brought in. Right. Cause, cause they're going to give them chance. I, I, cause I try to explain this to people a lot. A, a lot of times you just no avail. And it's like, I'm just talking to walls here, but you know, cause, cause people complain about, Oh, I can't believe, you know, they, they kept the Kaiser too long. They kept this. I'm like, well, yeah, Ken Holland, that was Ken Holland's guy. The yeah. reason that you don't see a lot of guys last as long with teams like that is because usually most GMs are gone after five or six years. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're not running 20 years and <laughs> not too many 20 year GMs right now with, right, the, right. with the same franchise. But you know, you, you see that turnover though, when you see, when a new GM comes in and takes over a team, there's going to be some turnover, you know, just, just because you know, you want your own, you, you want your own people in, you're going to have your own hires. You're going to, you, you're going to get your own players, you know, uh, Eisenman, you know, when, who, who did he go out and get when he first got here? You know, he, he gets football, a player he's familiar with, you know, Adam that he's Ernie. had before in the past. Adam Ernie. Yeah. Adam Ernie. Uh, Alex Biega. Yep. Nemestikov. Yes. You this know, year, sure. <laughs> when I brought in guys that he knows yeah. and that yeah. he felt that he feels can fit in w- with what he wants to build right now. Now, but what do you make of the, of, he did resign him. So how does that fit into kind of your paradigm? And, and, I, and I'm asking, I'm not trying to call you out on what you're saying. It's just there, there had to have been some sort of belief in him or else he wouldn't have given him the, the three years, 5.7 million per year that he gave him this offseason. Uh, who? Mantha. Mantha, oh. Mantha was signed this offseason. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, because, I mean, the guy, uh, he has he, talent. Right. <laughs> I okay. mean, you know. You 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 he has talent and and I honestly believe that like yeah I I usually Irishman is probably thinking like all right we'll resign him we'll keep him and then uh it's if the time is right we can flip him for something yeah. you know and that's exactly what they were able to do. He probably um, the Dallas Stars going to overtime again by the way. <laughs> They're gonna play eighty two games of the hockey in overtimes. Right. Jeez, but that's there's your point though. There's yeah. point thirty nine. So they match the last season total. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, and and that's all we want. That's all we really wanted to see from this team this year, anyway, right? It's like don't don't if you're in last place, fine. Don't be last place by, by almost thirty points. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, if 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 there's some and and right now right right now the Red Wings are ten points out of the playoff spot right now. Right. Which that's if this was a factual it, statement. Which would be so much more exciting in an 82 game season where in the last 25 they were 500. But since it's not, yeah, yeah, it's you know it doesn't <laughs> doesn't really matter. But you know it's 10 games to go, like whatever. You know we we're we're not we're not the worst team ever. You know and 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 it's it's funny because I I think because of how every how the draft lottery played out last year, I don't I don't hear the people yelling tank 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 this year. <laughs> I don't because you know it's again it's kind of through people's head that tanking in a in a lottery system doesn't do anything. Yeah, uh, again, like I've and I'm on record to saying it doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then I feel like finally last year, everyone finally realized, oh, huh, guess it didn't matter, did it? Well, oh, I, okay. I do want to check something because I was going to say something and then I realized you might be saying something that's incredibly stupid. So I, I'm, I'm going to, I caught myself on that. But uh, so let me, let me check something here. Well, no, you know, it is, it does work. And in, in I think the reason why, I think another additional kind of side reason why that this is true is because I think everybody wanted, believed that Jack Hughes was a, was a chain, you know, a, a, was going to change a franchise changer two years ago and go get Jack Hughes. And last year, everybody knew about Lafreniere. I feel like there's, you know about Owen Power. I know about Owen Power. There's a belief that he's the number one. I don't think, though, that there is a – He's a consensus number one pick right now. Is he now a consensus number one? Okay. I still don't feel like when the wings were terrible, he was the consensus number one pick. I think this is a, the, a newer sort of midway through the Michigan season, he became the consensus number one yeah. pick. And I don't think that the casual fan that yells tank, tank, tank knew who the number one pick was going to be this year. And I think that's another reason why they weren't yelling for the tanking. Well, I mean, I'd be okay with uh, Owen Powers, Matt, Matty Beneers, or uh, Luke Hughes. The, the thing... I, I'd be I mean, okay with either one of those three players. So that means Eisman will not draft any one of them. <laughs> they also, I mean... I mean, let's face it. They're going to put, what? They're sixth worst in the league right now. They're not... Yeah. Close. To, I mean, although I guess I really you should feel great about that because those are the teams that seem to win the lottery. But yeah, I mean they're, they're twenty six out of thirty one. I mean, here's if if they can't get they don't get the number one pick, don't get Owen Power. I think Luke Hughes, defenseman, also brother of Jack and Quinn, committed to Michigan next year. I think he'd be a phenomenal pick. So that's just my opinion. Which guarantees that Steve Eisman won't pick him. Oh yeah, no. I mean, but but I don't I don't have I don't have the player that 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 I'm in love with like I had last year with uh, Quentin Byfield though. So <laughs> I don't have that player. You, you did like yourself some Quentin Byfield. I mean, but, I mean, but you know, if you want you you know you want to be terrible next year, you know, next year's draft, you have Shane Wright uh, coming out of OHL. He he's so far the early the early favorite to be the number one pick, and then in three years you have Connor Bedard. Yeah, I've already heard that name. Yeah, that should tell you, how, that should tell you about that kid. Is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- Thomas knows about a fifteen-year-old hockey player, so you know he's good. Yeah, I mean seriously, <laughs> I've already seen stories and shit about him, and that, that that is a sign that he's good. Yeah, yeah, he to exceptional status to play in, in in the Western Hockey League at fifteen, and is just lighting it up out there right now. So, yeah, it's. I mean, I I think you remember. When Eiserman first got it, I was hesitant to just be like, all hail Steve Eiserman. He can do no wrong. But just <laughs> the weird thing is he's kind of proven it. He really like, I don't know if he's done anything that I've been like, no, that was dumb. I mean, well, because it was because I feel like you and me, we we both had like the tempered expectations. Yes. Because everyone else was like, oh, it was immediate. The eyes are playing and, yeah. you know, everybody guess we're, we're going to win. And it's like, well, like, Let's relax here, right. you know. Bec- and and also, I think it's because you know, growing up, growing up, wing fans, you know, Steve Eisman was was all of our, like pretty much everybody's favorite hockey player, right? Yes. I mean, and and you don't want to see your childhood idols 
fall. You know, you don't you don't want to see him fail, and be, because because you because you don't want that 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 legacy to be to be tarnished a little bit. Because I think part that kind of happened with Joe Dumars here with the Pistons. You, that's where I was I was waiting for the break to say Joe Dumars. Hell, he create he built a championship team. Yeah, he played on two, built one, yeah. and probably can't walk into any bar in the state in the city and get a drink. Yeah, because it's going to be. You know, a lot of questions. Why'd you take Darko? Why did you do that? You know, why'd you yeah. do this? Why'd you sign this? You know, why'd you make this deal? You're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's tough because yeah, you don't, you don't want to see that, you know? And I didn't, I for sure didn't. I for sure don't. I don't want to end up booing this man. No. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't think it's not going to, oh, wow. What a move. Bye. Uh, Gagne. Into the net. No, no, no. He he missed okay. the net. It was just a nice, nice move. Missing that on the backhand. Um, while while oh, you're looking boy. at that, there's oh is boy, two oh, on one. Oh boy, what happened? Oh, Bern Bernier bailed the Kaiser. <laughs> the Kaiser turned the puck over at at the blue line, and which led to a breakaway. And yeah, he a l- little too much stick handle in there, the Kaiser. He shouldn't be out in a five on uh, no, three on three anyway. Um, Red Wing, no, and I'm just worried, just in case you're getting ready to change your subject. Um, Joy Valeno is now on the taxi squad. See if he gets a yeah, call up. I, games. Well, I mean, he's well, I mean, Valeno, he, he's one of those guys, another another one of those guys that I'm like, I've been super high on since he since the Wings drafted him. I was, you know, I was bummed that they couldn't get uh, Kaja Miller. Yeah. Because he's taking a few picks before by the Rangers, but when they got Valeno, I was very ecstatic about that. So I mean, this this is the guy I'm, I'm really I'm really excited to kind of see and 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 hope he can turn into a player. You Connor. know, I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm and and I almost feel like you know a lot a lot of people for whatever reason like if guys if guys come onto the team and you know. And if if they're not all stars right away, you know, people think, oh, they're flops. It's like, yeah, well, you, you need to stop wearing and listening to other people with that. Well, no, well, because again, because like I feel, I feel the need to like try to talk sense. I try to talk sense into people, Thomas. Don't do that. You people know. are stupid, and you can't <laughs> talk sense into them. You know, and, you know, and it's, I, used to, I used to think that a person is a person is smart, but people as a whole are stupid. But the last thirteen months has done away from that. Individual person <laughs> is stupid. All people are stupid. Don't try to talk sense into them. People I have their it, beliefs. You, know, it's just, you nod I, and smile at it. I, I hear people talk, and they're like, "Oh, this hey, he's a flop. He's a terrible tra-. like he's okay compared to." So he's not Connor McDavid and yes. the and yes. Austin Matthews. <laughs> well, we, yes, yes, I mean, and and it's just it, it's the same thing's going on in New York with with Lafreniere. Because people in New York are like, oh, he's not, he's not, he, we, why do we take him number one? He's not that good. It's like, he, he's 19. <laughs> Crosby, Ovechkin, like those guys are, yeah. I mean, Matthews have ruined the number one pick because if you're not them from the word go, you are a bust. I mean, well, well remember Nathan McKinnon, people thought, oh, he's not, he's not going to be good. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable how quickly people will throw in the towel on young players, thinking that they are busts, 
just because, because they haven't, because they didn't excel from the word go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the dumbest take I've ever heard because these are, they're, they're children. Yes. You are at 18. You are a child still. Oh yeah. You, I mean, technically oh, you're a man, but you are a child. So don't, don't give, I, you're not going to be playing. You're not, what, I mean, seriously, what, what's the, temper the expectation folks, please. <laughs> it's, and, and again, you're playing against grown adult men grown ass at, eight, at 18, 19 years old. You're playing against adult men who are, and you know, 20 and twenties and thirties. And, and, and in some people's case, 40s, uh, Larkin just tied up the shootout, 1-1. One, one. And, and on top of that, why can't I find – oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, what am I looking for? You said – you did say by some – and in some cases, 40? Yeah. Patrick Marlowe. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's probably yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm using your – basically, you, you provided a bridge there, a, a little segue, so I'm using it. How impressive is that guy? Uh, so here's it. So Patrick Marlowe, he's played more career games than a Predators, Thrashers slash Jets, Blue Jackets, Wild, and Golden Knights. That's <laughs> one mean, of the crazy. Golden Knights aren't that impressive because, you know, they've only been around for a few years. But, I mean, the other ones. That's one of the crazy stats I've seen. And then, oh, no, go ahead. I'll let you go. No, 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 because you, it sounds like you're going to read it, and I was going to try to do it off memory. Go ahead, go okay. ahead and give it to me. Um, he's appeared in at least one game with 30% of every NHL player who's ever played in the history of the league. Yes. That 37% of every single player that's played in NHL, Patrick Marlowe has played with or against them. Yes. And then there was a... He played against Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was... And he, he stands alone because he did officially play today. So... Yes. Um, just to, just to, 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 to wrap that up and I need to find, ah, you're so right. I need to share this stuff or save it somewhere. <laughs> there was something where he had played 18%. What was it? Something about 18%. Uh, so I got it. Actually, I got it right here. So of, he, of, of all the players who played who are in the NHL, who played in NHL this season, 863. 163 of them were not born when Patrick Marlowe debuted. Yeah. So that's that's almost 18.9%. So yeah. 19% of the league was not born. Born when he played his first game. I mean, I mean, there, there are players who who's who when Marlowe debuted, their parents hadn't met yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, probably a hundred percent. Like, you know, that's true. just a, they, I mean, I mean, all the credit in the world to him. I mean, still playing 13 minutes a night. Yeah. Four, four goals, four assists, eight points. I mean, last year, you know, in, in 66 games, he had 22 points. I mean, San Jose isn't a very good team, so I wonder if he'd have more points in yeah. a different team. I mean, I mean, he 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 tried he he tried the the ring chase a little bit by going to Toronto, Pittsburgh too. Yeah. That's the time in Pittsburgh. Oh, the ring chase with that. Well, that was a free agency with Toronto. Yeah. Pittsburgh was a trade, I believe, a deadline deal. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, but you know, so hats off, Patrick Marlowe, there for breaking 
one, one, one of the few Gordie Howe records that I think we'll ever see get broken. I mean, yeah. And, and I'm sure one that most people didn't expect to get broken, but let's, so the 2019 draft in 105 games, and huge, the stars went in a shootout. Okay. That's fine. So we're not going to get to 40 points tonight. Still got to that 60th point or got to that 39th point. Yeah. It's all good. Um, Jack Hughes, 44 in 105. He's got 44. Capo Caco, 36 points in 104 games. Kirby Doc, 28 in 75. Only two other players have played in 30 games, and that's Dylan Cousin and Niles Holander. Do you think that that means that everybody else in that draft is going to be a bust? No. Because they haven't, they didn't burst onto the scene within year one or two? Yeah, no. I don't think so either. I, I don't think that they're going to be a bust because they haven't burst onto the scene yet. Not all prospects are created equal. Thank you. You know, I, I still kind of if I, I I'm still thinking that that tre- that that Trevor Zegers guy probably gonna have a pretty good career. He's gonna be okay. I think by Bowen Byram, based on the fact that he's already looked really good with a, a really good Colorado team, yeah, probably gonna do okay. That that guy that that, that Mo Sider guy might be okay too. I think that he will probably <laughs> end up being a guy that's worth mentioning. Okay. He might be okay. So I perhaps people should really just take it, give their prospects an opportunity and a moment to see if they can't pick it up. Um, are you, are you giving up on Alex Turcotte? No, probably not. Probably not a smart move. So just keep that in mind as you talk about your, your drafts and thinking that guys are busts. And I think hopefully in our own time, in, in our own city, we are watching uh, Michael Rasmussen be the exact example of somebody who just needed some seasoning yeah. and now is coming along because every game he does. And you listen to Ken and Mike talk about it. It looks better and better every every single game he plays. I, you know, and cause I mean, there are a lot of people belly aching about where the wings took him and like, Oh, he like complaining about whatever. It's like, look, here's the thing. You can sit back and complain all you want. You don't know. You don't know what an 18 year old guy player is going to look like. Right. In any sport, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pick any sport. You don't know what an eighteen-year-old is going to be. You, you, you know, you, you have some where you look like, okay, yeah, they're for sure going to be great. But also, you also have to factor in, you know, you one, you have to have the right system. You have to have the right players around them. You have to have the right coaches, and also you, health. You know, you because because that's something you no one can control. That you also have to not be the Buffalo Sabers. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, can't wait oh. for him to trade Jack Eichel to the New York Rangers and watch you lose your mind over it. <laughs> it's not happening, dude. I don't know what. You just stop with this. It's not happening. It's absolutely, it's just not. <laughs> ooh, ooh. It'll be funny. It's not going to be funny at all. You know that, so Nolan Patrick has 100, he was second the year that Rasmussen was drafted. Yeah. He's got a hundred and um Patrick's played 187 games and has 69 points. Yeah. Rasmussen's at 92 for 28. I bet you in his next 90 games he has 41 points, and so he's gonna be in the exact place pace that Nolan Patrick was. Oof. And I bet he ends up being, I don't know, if Nolan Patrick doesn't get his shit together, he might end up being better than Nolan Patrick. I, I I think Nolan Patrick, he's one of those players. I think change of scenery is going to benefit him. 
Yeah, well, the like you mentioned, it, the Flyers might need to blow it up. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know how much you're. I don't know. I mean, you have a young goalie. You have you have some you have some young parts on that team, but you also have a lot of not so young parts on that team too. So, I mean, I I don't. I, I don't know what the Flyers are going to do, but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, that's, that's a team that I feel like this off season is a, t- a team to watch. And I think they're going to, they're going to make some changes there because, yeah. because I mean, I think there, there was, ex- there were, there were some, ex- there was expectations of, of that team this year. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and the expectation was to not be 11 points out of a playoff spot with uh, 11 games to play you you gotta think that again I, I either that or you double down and find yourself the best defenseman that you can because well, I feel like well, that, they, they they're one of the teams that was rumored to kind of be maybe be talking to Nashville about Ekholm. I mean because pro Roth can't do it alone and I I don't know like I feel like the gap in talent between pro Roth and then their next best defenseman, who I'm not even really sure who it is. Well, I, I think of my, I, I, I like Myers. He's just, he's young. Yeah. I, and they, maybe there's somebody will be good, but I'm like, if they want, if before the deadline or in mid February, they wanted to try to save their season, that would have been where I think finding a, def- a defenseman, a, 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 an A B or a one B defenseman would have been what they needed. Like, I mean, I, I like Myers. I I I, I like Sanheim. And Sanheim played played really good in the game yesterday. He was super noticeable in the in the national televised game with the Islanders. He was yeah. super noticeable in that game. Like, but I, I, mean, I, I, I I like their defensemen. Uh, right, but uh, again, my I get it's, you know yeah. like them. I think you're going to like them a lot more two years from now. Yeah, I think that's when you're going to like them more, whereas opposed to. Proveroff and Eckholm and everybody else also becomes a lot more likable as well. Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I have my moments. <laughs> That's accurate. I have my moments. Um uh Tor- Toronto Maple Leafs. They 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 lose they drop they drop a game to the Canucks, the Canucks first game back. They lose in overtime to the Vancouver Canucks. Um the Leafs, yeah, not not looking great their last few games on a bit of a, on a bit of a slide here. Um, you know, they, they've lost four in a row, you know, uh, losing to Montreal, Calgary, Winnipeg and Vancouver. So, you know, just their spring land losses against everybody. So I guess that's, <laughs> they're, they're, they're giving everybody two points. Uh, I mean, the Calgary, the Calgary flames would probably be okay with saying at least a little bit more, but they're not going to because the, the, the Leafs are the only team the Flames seem to play tough in, in that North Division. But I mean, Toronto they 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 got some games against Winnipeg coming up. They're going to see Vancouver some more, Montreal some more, and Ottawa some more. So I mean, it 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 feels like maybe the Leafs are, you know, they're for sure they're for sure in the playoffs, but. I mean, they 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 got a they got quite a few games against the Jets coming up, and you know the Jets are just have been playing lights out all season long, real consistent, and and the the Jets have given Maple Leafs fits. And do you think? And they're both even with forty five games each played. Um, 
do, do do you think there's a Winnipeg could, could catch and pass the Leafs and get that number one spot in the division? I hate to answer a question with a question, but is Blake Wheeler still is going to is he out for the rest of the year or will he be back? Um, I will let you know that in one moment here. Um, because um, he is was, right now. He so they're they're saying possibly out, possibly back late th- at some point this week. Oh, that's that's he's good. Been, he's been cleared to play, so he could play Thursday. Okay, um, I don't because I think that the I always think try to think about the correction. So okay. you said Toronto's lost four straight. So I think the they will write the ship. Then there will be a correction, and they will get back to playing winning hockey. I know Matthews missed, I believe, a game, maybe two. Yeah. And even though they have more than enough talent to deal with that um, or to get by the Matthew, a loss of, of Matthews for a game, um, if he's good to go, I think that that's obviously going to be helpful too. I think they're still – now they did just lose Hyman for for 12 to, – uh, two yeah. weeks. Yeah, and, that, that, and that's, a, that's a tough – but the belief is he's actually going to be replaced by Felino, who might be right. Who's going to be? He should be. Yeah, Felino. He, he he's going to be eligible to play. I think he's going to play this week. So he'll play this week. You know, a big age different, but I, I almost feel like there's a Felino's a, a, a ten year old, ten year older version of Zach Hyman in a way. Yeah. Um. So I think that they will be fine. But you know what? You know what I, I really thought about? You know, when we have the conversation about, you know, my trust issues with the Islanders and in it, it, watching a Leafs game, it, it, it made me kind of realize why it helps me put the point on it is because I don't trust the Leafs because I don't know if a, if a top pair of Brody and Muzzin and Riley, a top three defensively with a netminder of – I mean, I would love to know what Toronto fans are saying, who their goaltender is right now. With Campbell coming back to earth and Anderson's past, I would love to know who they want to start game one of the playoff series if it were tomorrow. But whatever. Campbell, Campbell you think? Yeah. Okay. So Campbell and those three, it's it's that's the issue I have with the Islanders. Yeah. Well, they're, I mean. They're, I, they're, they're, it's Polak, Pelik, and, and Letty with Valarmov. And I just, for a Stanley Cup chant, I just can't see that back end being good enough for the two months you have to be good enough to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And that's the trust factor, the, my trust issue with the Islanders. And I just needed to shine the maple leaf light on it because that's that's yeah. kind of what it is. And 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 while, you know, you're, I mean, Colorado Avalanche, they, they, they are, right now, they are the, the, the Vegas favorite. And you look at their back end, and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, I mean, you have Samuel Gerard, Kale McCarr, Devontae, who's been playing phenomenal for them. Yep. Ryan Graves has they been just, good for them. They you just know. brought in, you know, uh, they brought in Patrick Nemet, who was played with Heronic most of the season, so he would have been a, a top pair defenseman in Detroit. Yeah, and is now going to be probably the highest need will be a fifth defenseman in Colorado. Yeah. That's how deep that team just has, has gotten themselves defensively. I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're really good on the back end. And, and you mentioned him earlier, uh, Bowen Byram, 
the 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 young kid kind of stepping in there, playing, play, uh, getting get some game time in. Um, yeah, and I think, and I think the only reason why he was out of the lineup is COVID protocol. I think he had to miss a, a week. Like he didn't get it, but you know, with contact tracing, I think he had to miss. Yeah, he, he's he's still he's still out. So there, so it's looking like he'll be back maybe this week. It, it to me, it, it, it honestly, and it. If I if I had if you gave me a hundred dollars and say okay you have to pick one team to bet I think I'd, I'd put my money on Colorado. Yeah, I mean they um, they look the best. I mean, I mean, and you know they they got off to a bit of a slow start, but you know they they were dealing with injuries and they and they had their own they had their own like little COVID issues as well. And they're on a pause right now. They had three games postponed. Yeah, which I I don't know who was out, but I I know that they that they got basically an extra week off, so they're going to be cramming in a lot of games down the stretch, but. The, the and crazily enough, the the team that I would take as I'd really want to know what Sam Coast and Kucherov's perspective is, but it's really tough not to like what the what the Lightning can roll uh, out. Yeah, there. yes, yeah, but, Sam, yeah, Sam Coast is basically sh- shut down for the, essentially the rest of the season with the lower body. Which I mean, I don't, I don't think Tampa care. I don't think Tampa cares about winning the division, right? I, yeah, they're probably over there. They're like but, whatever. Like, let's get to the playoffs, get healthy, and um, we'll. When you say the rest we'll of the, the rest of the season, the rest of the regular season, regular season, yeah. Okay. I okay. mean, I, I can't see them in any rush to. You're 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 not going to Steve Stamkos like, oh, we need you back. And you're, they're not chasing the playoff spot. I mean, would they rather would they rather finish first than second or third? I mean, probably. But you know, you go all right. Braden Point, Yanni Gord. Uh, Kalorn, Sorelli, Johnson, you know, Matthew Joseph, you guys go out there, you do stuff. Hell, they want, they beat Carolina in overtime. Yeah. R- Ross Colton, go out there and, and you do things, you know. Yeah. It's, they kind of have a little bit of an embarrassment of riches where that's the thing. They're, okay, Colton, it's, you got to go do something tonight. And sure as yeah. shit, he goes and does it. Right. I feel like he's is he's got nine averages nine minutes plays he's played in eight games yet he's got four goals somehow. I, <laughs> it's just not even yeah. fair. Sometimes yeah, just, yeah you like, go out there you do stuff right. You know, it, it's it's so weird when you look at the league standings. Three, four, and five are all in the same division. It's Colorado, Florida, and Tampa. No, oh. <laughs> God, it's almost unfair. No, well, you know. Um, yeah. Colorado at the top. There, there's going to be. I'm, oh, I just feel like there's going to be some some very good playoffs, um, some very good series um, on the way to the Cup Finals this year. To be sure. Right, well, well. So, all right. So, Ed, let, let's just we'll, we'll we'll play the magical game of what if. All right. Okay. Let's love what if. Let's just let's just say the division leaders are the same for the playoffs. Washington, um, Carolina. Colorado and Toronto. Okay. They all win a division of those four teams. Who is the most, which team is the most susceptible to a first round upset? Capitals. Cause they're playing the Bruins Bruins. Okay. Yeah. That's where I'm at too. And it's all, and that's almost one of those things like, is it an upset? You know how how big of an upset is it if it's even because I mean yeah it's a one in four seed but also like, go look at the number of games played by the Bruins defensemen first of all the number of defensemen that have played games and then the defensive and like Carlos missed half the season Grizzlies missed half the season Lazan's missed 
time. They've yeah. had guys that I've never heard of playing defense. Zaboral's playing defense, playing big minutes. McAvoy has missed a couple of games. I don't think a bunch, but he's missed a couple of games. You know, they were down to Jeremy Swayman, their third goaltender. Yeah. Really their fourth goaltender, because I think Vladar is their third goaltender. Yeah. Obviously Halak and, and Rask. If this team with five games to go is 95% healthy, and, and I say five games to go because they can get everything righted, they're not a four seed. No. Yeah. They're not a four seed. My, my second was going to be just if St. Louis passes Arizona. And I know we just talked about Colorado, but that's a team that's, that just, that's been through the war and that knows what it takes to win. Yeah. And it's, that would be the, my second, my second pick would be St. Louis over Colorado. Not expecting it. But again, most susceptible. I think that would be my second call. All right, and then uh, finally, just final things to end on. Uh, Nick ba- Nicholas Baxter from Washington Capitals, he played in his 1,000th career game um, last week and he appropriately got an assist. Very appropriately. Because, you know, that's, that's all he does. He just sets sets everybody up. And, um, and Milan Lucic playing in his 1,000th game and appropriately got into a fight. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes, that's right. Yeah, Lucic had a fight and an assist. Came came the goal short of the Gordy Al hat trick in the thousandth game, and the Flames are feeding him the puck. Man, they were trying to get him that goal. That's <laughs> they were trying to get him that goal. Um, so I caught, caught the via your NHL gift. Um, caught the end of the Flyers Capitals game. Oh, so the Flyers, I believe the the, the Caps were up six three. Was that the, what they wanted? 45 seconds, 45 seconds to go. Ovechkin's out there um, with – now, granted, he was with two fourth-line players, but every pass was to Ovechkin for Ovechkin to try to get another goal. He had two in the game, <laughs> obviously on the quest to Gretzky. Um, and, you know, I, it was the Philly feed, and they were saying that there's – that they don't believe that there's a problem with this, that it's not a run-up situation. Everybody knows what Ovechkin's doing. Yeah. And that there's not going to be any problem around the league. If it, if the Capitals are up big and he's out there with under a minute to go, looking for extra goals. So real quick, Nick Backstrom, his career low for assists in the season, right? Career low. Yep. Was thirty back in 2011, 2012, where he only played forty two games. Yeah. yeah, that's he doesn't suck at hockey. No, he's like I mean the the since two thousand. So since two, and since then, you had the lockout short. You see, 48 game season, 40 assists, 61, 60, 50, 63, 50, 52, 42 last year, and 61, and then 33 this year. Like, okay. He, it, it, it's borderline surprising to me. I would have guessed that he is a, would have been a point per game player. I mean, 0.97. He's really close. I know. <laughs> you know it's 974 points in 1,002 games. Yeah, I'm, I I would have I would have I don't know I think I would have pegged him high not to not to take anything away he's going to hit a thousand points next year I'm sure um, oh, yeah. and he still has a lot of hockey left you know yeah, he's thirty three still young I mean you know you know in the NHL I mean with the, you know Crosby's only thirty three or thirty two you expect him to be good another five years why can't Backstrom be <laughs> Gosh yeah, yeah it's I mean, and and you know when when we were kids. When guys were hitting 
hitting her thirties. This was their prime. They were hitting her prime at this point. You know, <laughs> Eisman didn't win his first cup till he was thirty. That, seriously, that's I think one of the the most forgotten things about the not not in Detroit but outside of Detroit, where people who want to give up on teams. Yeah. He, he wasn't thirty. He was thirty three. I think. Oh Walt. yeah, thirty three. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because he was the same. Because Ovechkin was the same age. Because they brought it up when the Capitals won that Ovechkin and Eisen were the same age when they both won their first cups. There's no patience in sports, and I kind of hate that. I really do. I, there's no patience. Well, 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 Ovechkin didn't. Ovechkin didn't. Well, he never won because he didn't care about winning the cup, right? He didn't care because right, Russian. he was Russian. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't care. care. Although you know. Thank God if, you, if you ever did something like watch him play, you can see that. Yeah, no, he cares. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like he 1000% cares. Yeah. The, the, I mean, we just thank God that guy's not on TV anymore. Seriously. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and I mean, and, and the thing with the, like the guy literally is just as excited when his teammates score. as he is when he scores, <laughs> if not more. <laughs> He is one of those players that recognizes that he is getting pl- paid to play a game and is just going to love every minute of that game that he's playing. Yeah. How dare you? How dare he have fun? I mean, <laughs> who has time to have fun? I, seriously, I believe I, 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 I don't, I hate because I'm going to forget somebody. Tane Mussolini growing up was my favorite player, not in Detroit. And it's, and now it's got to be Alex Ovechkin. I, I can't think that there's a second. And the funny thing is, if I had to pick a second and third, it might be Ocean and Backstrom, <laughs> just because I like watching the play. I mean, seriously, he's yeah, incredible. Just... That it's a great pair. And I'm there's there were very few teams that I can honestly say I was super happy when they won a cup in the last decade. And oh, that yeah. team, when they won it in 2018, I was super happy that team won a cup. And you know, just I mean, just. You know, the the story of that team, you know, and how they came they couldn't get over to Pittsburgh comp, and if they finally got over to Pittsburgh comp, and yep. you know, and it, it feels like that's what teams need, right? You got you got you got to overcome some sort of adversity to finally get that championship win, and when you do, it's almost like you know we're just running through, you know, just like how you know the 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 Lions are going to finally get over their hump and they're going to do something. Eventually, one day, probably, maybe. No, 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 sir. That's that's over the line. I'm going to need you to turn back around as you cross the line. Uh, um, yeah. Also, um, this past weekend was it's been was five was five years now since the Red Wings' last playoff win. Oh, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> I could I could I could I could well, because I neck. came across them in my Facebook memories here, and then. You know, because you know, I, I went to the game, and I and I actually my, I had my picture was in the free press with uh, my oldest son on my shoulder. We both had our matching Jonathan Erickson jerseys on, and he's on my shoulders, and it was and we were in the free press. That would out, outside the Joe. Um, that would have been a two-one victory in Game Three over the Lightning. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And and then um, I, there was another joke I made that was a year. A, you know, six years ago now, where I said it was uh, the Detroit Red Wings have more road playoff wins in the last 72 hours than Alliance have had in the last 20 years. Because <laughs> <laughs> they won two, what? They won games 
Yeah, that that was that was the that was the three and five. Yeah, that 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 was that was the the shitty power play. Yeah, series, which was also and the Eric Cole neck injury. Yeah, which they yep. brought in Eric Cole to be better on the power play. That was the reason for that and trade. I still like again. I'm not saying the wings would have would have made the run to light because the light the lightning went on to the cup final that year they were losing the blackhawks but i mean i i like detroit i like the wings chances against because the lightning played the the canadians that next round and i i like the wings chances against montreal yeah like i feel like they could i, I don't think they would have beat the rangers but man it's just one for 20 one for 29 like, god damn and you know what's also funny is that do you remember the, <laughs> the the Ken Holland comment like three years back about how rebuilds can take ten years? Yeah, and that that sent so many people around the bend. And as we are now the twenty sixth ranked team in the NHL five years after our last playoff win, yeah, it's going to be a solid seven, I bet, before we're returning, and a solid eight to nine before we're a serious cup contender. I mean, yeah, because I mean, look around the league. Look at I mean, look look at Pittsburgh. Look how. Look how much success they did not have after they went back to back, you know. Yeah. And now, now they they got some luck, you know. They won two lotteries and finished second in another, <laughs> you know. You you so you get Fleury, Crosby, and Malkin, and you also throw in throw Latang in there, and they, you know they also get Jordan Stahl. You know they you know, they got other players too, but yeah. you know the. It, it it wasn't overnight, and then even once they won won that cup in 09, there were a, there was a lot of first and second round exits yeah. between between then and then they went back to back. I mean, the, I mean, hell, Colorado. Look how long it's been since the Avalanche have been good, right? Yeah. You know they they had that one one season a few years ago where, where they were the top team in the West and they went to the playoffs and then were immediately dominated and, and, and sent packing. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it's, it, you know, they, they won, they won the cup in 2001 and went to the conference finals in 02. And then after that, it's, it was a lot of heartache, you know, same thing with Dallas stars. Yeah. Colorado. Let's see. Quarterfinals in Let's see. So the, in 2003, that's the first round. Yep. Semis in four, semis in six, didn't make it. Semis in eight, didn't make it. Second round. Yeah. So second round. Yeah. First round in 10, missed 11, 12, 13. First round loss in 14, missed 15, 16, 17. First round in 18, two second rounds back to back. You can almost make the argument that they still really haven't come all the way back because they haven't been back to the uh, conference final. Conference final. Yeah. I mean, there so no it's final since O two, two thousand two. Yeah, it was like, I mean, hell. And then you know, <laughs> I mean, even even Tampa, you know, they won that cup in 04. and you know, it was, you know, they they went to the conference finals in eleven, but it was a lot of a yeah, yeah, with them, you know, and Carolina. I mean, hell, Florida, F- Florida hasn't won a playoff series since they won the conference finals in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And what's absolutely shitty, they built a great team. They have a good, you know, they're really good. They're what? Sixth best team in terms of points in the NHL, but they lose their net flood and they may very well have to play Tampa in the first round. <laughs> and so they yeah. still may not even win. Good luck, right? Yeah. I mean, it's. 
they're going to be a top 10 team in the NHL and probably has no chance of winning a series in this first. In this Not spell. at all. Not at all. You know? So, I mean, you know, you, you can rebuild. Yeah. But I mean, and again, I, every, every single year, they give the Stanley cup out to one team every single year. I just Google it to make sure that they're, that that is still correct. And it, it, it looks like it is. Yes. That is actually. A so, thing. so sure. only one team per year gets, gets the Stanley cup. Yeah. So, you know, you, and you, you can have, you know, you, and you, you can go ahead and get your five number one overall picks and doesn't mean you're going to be good. Ask Edmonton Oilers. I mean, seriously. You know, so which I mean, you can't do that now with with the new rules. You know, no one's going to do that. But I mean, even still, you know, there's there's you you need you need patience. You need to be patient. You need to and you need to have some luck and and you, you know, not not just with first round picks. You, you gotta you gotta get those those third those late round guys. You know, your braiding points yeah. of the world. You know, I don't think we got the guy that can draft him. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Kalorn just laid somebody out on the Hurricanes. That's got to be a highlight, right? Because that game's in the final. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was it was Natchez. He got rocked. Oh, that's that's a good clean hit. Um, that's that's a good clean hit. That's a nice hard hit too. Oh. You know, all right. So I said I said that was the last thing, but one more thing that I just I've noticed. And I noticed this because I went down a YouTube rabbit hole. Love the YouTube rabbit hole. Of I don't I don't know how I got there, but I ended up on Cronwall highlights. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know how it like I don't I wasn't even looking at ho- anything on hockey about hockey either on YouTube, and I got to Cronwall. But you know, that's that's what happens, right? But you know, I'm, I'm so I'm watching all these Cronwall hits, and I'm just like, oh man, I would they, they, those are awesome. And so as I'm watching games, I'm seeing players, and it and they're they're in that cr- in that cr- in that Cronwalling area, right, where sure. you you kind of get the blind pass going up the boards, and it's kind of a a fifty fifty shot. Where most of and I'm looking at them like, oh, you can't do that. Like, oh wait, no, that's Cromwell's not out there, because right. 98% of all defensemen in the league go backwards and yeah. just let the forward get the puck, yeah. and they skate back and they're going back. Yeah. So you, so you know, there's there's space. You're not going to get hit. But Cromwell would just go, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna light you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna light you up. And like that, that's just something that I'm like, you know, you, you just don't see that play anymore. No. And because it's like, I, I, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, I, you, you, I wonder like who, who's, who's, who's that defenseman that can maybe bring that back and kind of bring that fear back. Kind of like, ah, oh, no, better, you better keep your head up. Rocco Gudis. I don't know why that was the yeah. first thing that popped into my mind. Rocco he, Gudis. Uh, he, he hits hard too. Yes, yeah. he does. That was the name. Maybe Riley Stillman, if he actually sticks on wherever he got traded to. He Chicago. Chicago, yeah. He yeah, sticks Chicago. on there because he fought. He's played in like four games and had like nine fights or something silly. Not not that, but almost that. Yeah, yeah. He um he he gets he gets to a, he got he got lucky and, and was able to avoid get, getting getting beat up by Giovanni Smith again. Yep. And two more real quick turns with the Crown thing as a as the goodbye to tie it all together. One. 
I don't know if Cromwell ever had to had ever gotten into a fight afterwards because all those hits were clean. Yeah. He got well, I mean, guys always would circle him, but yeah, but I, very rarely did they ever drop the gloves. And two, the bullshit suspension that he got that knocked him out of the game seven was yeah. the other killer in that series. Yeah, that was the other killer. <laughs> he was bounced in that game. I think Detroit was down three one, but they gained momentum because they had the goal. Cromwell yeah. had the hit. He gets bounced. That was another thing in that in that same run with the stall and the no power play that really or the Cole and the no power play that killed yeah. that. I I still stand by Eric Eric Cole's healthy wings wings beat the lightning in six games. Yes, yeah, because the power play doesn't go one for twenty seven. No, it does not. Hundred percent and zero for four on a five on three. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you hundred percent on that, bud. Yeah, that's a backpack of mine. It, it <laughs> I don't I don't think it'll ever go away. No. Mostly because that was like that was the last time where like you know it was like oh we can we can do something we can win we can win this series that was the last time I really felt that way about the wings yeah well that and that's when it's gonna it'll go away when something replaces it oh yeah I look forward to those days when something replaces it oh yeah when when they have the new thing I mean yeah I mean you every, every single every single fan you you have your like five moments of of your favorite team that are just painful that you'll never forget right and like next, you have at least five next week we're gonna bring them to you okay yeah. our five moments that we i mean it depends on what i mean depend de- and depending on which side of which side of the coin you are for uh for for michigan to michigan state about you know the the, the punt stop, stop. <laughs> but, you know no. okay it depends on which it depends on which side of the fence you are you know, stop talking now. Yeah. I don't know. That's fine. Okay. You know, there's, you know, there's, you know, you just have those moments, you know, and, yeah. and, and again, you know, if, if you're, if you're an Azan and, and you're, you're about our age, you know, Patrick Wass, Statue of Liberty, yeah, Liberty. Yeah, <laughs> you I know, thought, I thought where, where it brings as wings fans, it brings us great joy. And I could watch that over and over again. Well, that it was a two nothing win. Yeah. That was the first goal. Yeah. That was the game winner. That was the game yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like just some random play. That was as an important play in that entire season as yeah. it was possible. It wasn't like it was it was three nothing and then like, oh well, whatever. Now it's four. Like, okay, whatever. It was unbelievably important. And the Avs, remember, the Avs never scored after that play. No, they did not. They did not score again in that series. Yeah, they got shut out the last few games. Oh yes, memories. Did. I know. Uh, it's we'll good. Back it's it, it'll it'll happen again. Yeah. All right, everybody. So that's going to be it for us. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash in the box. Subscribe, listen to our show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, I we might get an Instagram this week. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Okay. I, 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 I already have so many. I'm already running like three Instagram pages. Yeah, don't do that. And because I'm so bad with it, I'm not even good on my own Instagram. But that's it. <laughs> I use Instagram to look at hot chicks, and that's all I do with it. So don't. Um, don't. <laughs> You've got the Facebook page working good. Facebook in the box. Yeah, Make yeah, sure you check do that. that. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's keeping up with all the social media. It's like, oh, man, I should really post stuff. Like, I, I, I did a terrible job this week. On our fate, didn't share a whole lot of stuff, but you know, whatever things happen. Anyway, everyone, thanks for joining us. We'll we'll see you next week. I'm Walt. I'm Thomas. Have a great night. <laughs>